The Ford F-150 truck helps you get the job done in the smartest way possible. New features like the available Pro Access tailgate improves access to bed and cargo, including when towing a trailer, so it's easier to load in tight spaces. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro Access tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray and I look back at SmackDown on Fox and the big story coming out. That's right. The Yes Movement has returned. Daniel Bryan looks like he's going to challenge the fiend Bray Wyatt for that Universal Championship. And speaking of that Universal Championship, you could get that new Fiend Bray Wyatt Universal Championship for $7,000. Bully and I argue about whether that's worth it. It's a Tom Savini original. Would anybody buy that? And how in trouble would you get with your spouse if you did actually buy that championship belt? Also, we get into AEW, Jericho and Moxley. Moxley's now the number one contender and it looks like he's going to be challenging Jericho for that AEW championship. Is it too soon? We'll get into that. And it was a great week for pro wrestling. We get into my pro wrestling power rankings. Who's number one? We'll tell you on this edition of the Busted Open Podcast. The first thing is we have the return of the Yes Movement. How do you feel about that? Um, I'm I'm in. I'm all in. It, listen, I think you would agree. Daniel Bryan did an amazing job as a heel. He's one of those few wrestlers that you buy in no matter what his character is, Bully. Um, but I think he's if when he is that baby face, when he is that good guy, there's nobody more popular than Daniel Bryan. So it's good to have the return of the Yes Movement. Uh, yep, I, I guess so. Um, I'm sure that there are plenty of Daniel Bryan fans out there who prefer Daniel Bryan as a babyface. The place chanting yes, 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 especially on SmackDown, is good for business. Uh, it's good for the look of the company. Um, I wasn't... I liked Daniel Bryan versus Bray Wyatt the last time we saw them when we got him at Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. I didn't love it. I, I, I liked it. Um, I'd like to see where they go for it. I'm interested to see uh, with the clumps of hair. I'm interested to see how Daniel Bryan looks the next time we see him. Did he get? Did he shave him? You know, shave his head off and clip his beard off? And does he look like um, uh, the American Dragon again? Well, I, I think you know. And Alex Metz just played that clip, and he used the American Dragon steam, you know, from when he wrestled outside of the WWE, especially with Ring of Honor here in that Europe Final Countdown. So maybe we do get that old school Bryan Danielson instead of what we've seen lately from Daniel Bryan. and But why would we get that? We would get that because The Fiend decided to cut his hair off? I mean, I don't. I have no idea. That that ending to SmackDown was 
bizarre. I mean, honestly, the whole episode of SmackDown was very bizarre. We had three Firefly Funhouses on the show on Friday, and then you had Bray Wyatt holding the SmackDown, you know, Universal Championship. And then they showed The Fiend holding that new championship belt, which you can go to wweshop.com and buy it for $7,000. So that would make a nice Christmas present in somebody's stocking. But, uh, you know, just the, the, I would say right now, when you look at SmackDown, I'm guessing that The Fiend is the star. I mean, I know he's the champion, but he's definitely the focus on Friday nights on Fox. If uh, if the reports that I'm hearing are true, he is the number one merchandise seller in the WWE right now. Wow. And selling merch in the WWE is a big deal to Vince. Because if you're moving merch, that means, you know, that, 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 that those numbers point in the right direction. So I can definitely see them continuing to run with the Fiend and, you know, make, make these belts for all the, all the kitties to wear. So, I mean, that's why they're running. Listen, merch tells you everything. When new, listen, New Day, you know, when they, when their merch was, you know, through the roof, running crazy with New Day. Merch tells Vince a lot. Yeah, and you know what? A lot of people, uh, and it was all over social media. It's funny the things that wrestling fans like to talk about. It's funny the things that really attracts a lot of people when it comes to pro wrestling on social media. Coming out of that show, again, the report that you could buy – this this title belt for close to $7,000. Sounds crazy. When you hear it, it's like insane. Who's going to pay $7,000 for a championship title belt? But the thing that makes this unique, it's handmade by Tom Savini. Like Tom Savini is the greatest special effects creator in, in probably in history when you look at like what he's done over the last four decades in horror movies. To have a piece of memorabilia and it be wrestling and it costs $7,000, I guess there's worse ways to to spend $7,000, Bully, than buying nope. a championship title belt. Knowing how wrestling fans are when it comes to unique memorabilia, I'm sure somebody's going to shell out the cash, especially if you're a Tom Savini fan of his horror work. Yeah. So if you're a fan of, a fan of Daniel Bryan and you're a fan of Savini, you're going you're gonna to shell it out. I, I, it probably won't probably won't be up there that long. I think what you're trying to do is you're trying to send out a soft um, subliminal message to the nation because you want them to buy it for you. I mean, that's asking a lot. But now, that's what you do. But that's the, what Dave LaGreca does. He asks for a lot. I, I, I don't ask for a lot. And I would never ask for that. Uh, I would never say no. But I would never God, ask we, it. See, no, but but is. but honestly, this is one there of those is, things. Nation. Imagine this, bully. Imagine Violetta pulls out the visa bill next month, and there's a charge for seven thousand dollars to WWEshop.com. I mean, that's that's. I would say that's grounds for divorce. Like, there's a couple things going on here. If you're somebody who still lives at home with your parents and you use their credit card to buy this championship title belt, you're getting kicked out of the house. If you're married and you buy this championship, I don't care how much money you make. If you're married and you buy this championship title, that that's that's grounds for divorce. Like I I, I really truly believe if 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 Violetta pulled out the visa belt visa bill and she saw that belt, I, I'm done for. I can't do it can't do it now maybe i can expense it 
I wonder if SiriusXM would let me expense that. Yeah, you got a better, wow. You got a better chance with Violetta than Sirius. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you're right. Ancestry DNA is a truly meaningful gift with the power to connect families over the holidays. Every family has a story, and Ancestry DNA can reveal ethnic origins and provide historical details that bring unique family stories to life. Ancestry DNA just doesn't tell you which countries you're from, but also can pinpoint the specific regions within them, giving you insightful geographic detail about your history. Only Ancestry DNA uses the world's largest family history database to give a deeper and more detailed DNA story. I send in my kit and I get text updates each and every week about what's going on with my kit and when I can expect my kit to come. I can't wait to find out the history of the LaGreca family name. Save big on Ancestry DNA with special holiday pricing and spark meaningful conversations around the holiday dinner table. I know I'm going to get mine before the Christmas holiday. Give the gift that can unwrap their history. Head to my URL at Ancestry.com podcast to get your Ancestry DNA kit on sale today. That's Ancestry.com podcast. The landscape of pro wrestling has changed. This is a so it's only fitting that we change along with it, even our rankings. It's amazing how these people just side with you. Welcome to the new and improved Dave LaGreca Pro Wrestling Power Rankings. Woo-hoo! Let's see who's up. Yes! Yes! And who's down. No! No! From Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, and the rest of the world of pro wrestling in this week's Dave LaGreca Pro Wrestling Power Rankings. All right, this is going to be a great week of the power rankings because I'm kind of mixing the love, sharing the love amongst a bunch of different shows. And at number five, I think is definitely the biggest example of that because all you would have to go back is to Thanksgiving Day. That's right. I was not watching the NFL. I was watching pro wrestling. I was watching MLW on Thanksgiving and especially their world heavyweight champion. So why Tom? Come on! Oh my God! Connecting. Why Tom? No! No, Not like this! Damn it! The winner of the match and Stoop MLW World Heavyweight Champion Fatu. Jacob Fatu at number five, bully and. First of all, kudos to Court Bauer and MLW for inking Jacob Fatu for a multi-year deal. I, this is a guy that you can build an organization around. Jacob Fatu, as you know, Bully, we saw him at House of Hardcore a couple weekends ago. He's got the size. He's got the agility. Amazing in the ring. Hopefully we'll get Jacob Fatu somewhere near uh, on this show because he's a great interview as well. He's got personality. He's got character. And he had a big win on Thanksgiving for MLW against Ross Von Erich. A lot going on, too, with Filthy Tom Lore, who has also inked a multi-year deal with MLW. MLW is on the way up, and a big reason why is my number five, Jacob Fatu. At number four... Again, a big winner last week in my power rankings was NXT. And again, somebody who was in the main event at NXT at number four. 
Center of the ring. 1916. Cover. Finn Balor has beaten Tommaso Ciampa. That's right. Finn Balor at number four with that win over Champa on NXT on Wednesday night. Also, Adam Cole goes into the ring and he gets a kick in the head for you know his efforts. So Finn Balor, I think this is going to do wonders for Finn Balor's career. He was kind of lost on the main roster, quote unquote main roster, but he's somebody that has found a home on NXT. Some of his best matches were with NXT. And again, when you hear about Finn Balor, whether it's the commentators or whether it's Champa. They mentioned Prince Devitt, which is amazing as well, his work in New Japan, and at number four, Finn Balor. And I don't know if you've noticed, Bully, but I, I'm wearing the scarf of somebody who's at number three. The referee was with, with MJF. Oh, oh, what, what is this? What is this? Oh! That was the crossroads one, two, oh. three, oh, that is it! Oh, kiss my ass. That's not a crossroads. That's a damn double cross. I love, first of all, great commentating from JR Jim Ross, Hall of Famer. MJF at number three, he gets the big win on Dynamite. He gets the ring, uses the crossroads to beat Hangman Page as well. And again, in celebration, I'm, what do you think? I got the MJF, MJF scarf on today. You like it, Bully? Pretty good fashion. Where'd you get statement. it from? Where'd you, how much you pay for that? I actually, it's imitation. Uh, it's, uh, it was roughly about 20 bucks at Marshall's. You like it? You, you didn't get it as a gift? You actually bought that? I bought that. I bought. I buy everything. You got me as this cheapskate that doesn't spend money. All I do is spend money. And I spent money on this scarf. You got a Dusty Sucks Eggs t-shirt on and an MJF scarf. Yes. That's that's interesting. Uh, how, how much more pro MJF can you get? Pretty you good, are a huh? big. You are a big MJF. I'm surprised you don't have him at number one. I actually hate him. At number three, MJF. At number two, also from Wednesday, also from AEW. Oh, yeah. Also in the main event. And now, submission. Wrenching back at the Lion Tamer. He's in the center of the ring. Lee Champion looking for a submission victory. Oh, he forces Scorpio Sky. He had no choice. Scorpio Sky had no choice. And that's right, at number two, your AEW World Heavyweight Champion, the one and only Chris Jericho. Get Scorpio's guy to tap. Awesome job going into that show the whole week, you know, knowing more about Scorpio Sky and getting Scorpio Sky, obviously he's a tag team champion, to be in the main event on AEW Dynamite. And you look at Scorpio Sky a completely different way, but Chris Jericho, the momentum keeps building, keeps rolling, and it looks like his next opponent is going to be John Moxley. And at number one, I don't think there's any denying who's at number one this week, Bully. Styles. Oh, he missed. Oh, oh Mysterio didn't miss. Oh, again, easy on it's a miracle i mean i don't think it's a miracle that a first ballot hall of famer like ray mysterio captures the united states championship but that's exactly what he did on monday in dramatic fashion he won the fatal four-way to get the opportunity and then he wins it on monday night on what was a very good 
Monday Night Raw last week. So congratulations to Rey Mysterio. So here we go. At number five, your MLW World Champion, Jacob Fatu. At number four, a returning NXT champion, Finn Balor. At number three, MJF. At number two, your AEW World Heavyweight Champion, Chris Jericho. And at number one, your United States Champion, Rey Mysterio. Didn't Kenny wrestle Pac this week? He did. Kenny went over on Pac, right? He did. Pretty strong match. Yes. I'm not going to break your balls about your ratings. Um, They're okay. Each one of these guys did a great job. I got to put Kenny's win over Pac over Jacob Fatu. I know you want to show Jacob Fatu some love. I know you're trying to show MLW some love. But we got to keep it honest over here. Kenny's win over Pac, I think, was stronger than than Fatu's win. Uh, and you're right. I do want to give MLW some love. I want to give Jacob Fatu some love. And I also kind of want to show that there's so much wrestling out there right now, Bully. And again, MLW- So you're admitting you put him on there for the wrong no, reasons. No, uh, Jacob Fatu. I mean, go back and, and here's the, the thing. The first thing you said was you're right, Bully. Well, no, you're right in the fact that I do want to give MLW some love and I want to give Jacob Fatu some love, but you you need to let me finish. you got to be a little bit more patient. But I do deserve, I think he deserves to be at number five. I really do. He's your world champion, and I think here's the thing, Bully, and if this gives more attention to MLW, so be it. A lot of people probably aren't watching MLW on BN Sports, though I preach how good that show is. And I think it's time to preach how good Jacob Fatu is in a great match in a main event on Thanksgiving. So I do really, truly believe he deserves to be at number five. I agree with you that talking about Jacob Fatu and MLW is a good thing. And I agree. If personally you want to give MLW and Jacob Fatu some props, let's do it in a separate segment. Let's not put him at number five on the power rankings just because you like him and you like MLW. But that's not the reason I did it, though. Yes, it is. You just said that. I said that's that's some of the benefits for for putting him at number five, but I truly believe Jacob Fatu deserves to be at number five. Defeat Ross von Eric in a fantastic you, match in the main event, and he's your great. and he's your MLW World Heavyweight great. Champion. Great, you don't think you think that's more of a credible victory than Kenny beating Pac? Uh, the fact that he's champion, yes. Do you think was it a more powerful victory this week? I think it was. I do. I truly. Then believe. why did you open up with your right bully? Because your right bully, and that I'm giving MLW some love. I'm giving them some recognition, and I'm giving some well-deserved love to Jacob Fatu. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And Kenny's that's not the, win those over are benefits. Stronger. Those are benefits to it. Jacob Fatu beat a tag team guy. Kenny beat uh, Pac. He deserved to be in that match with Jacob Fatu. And Jacob Fatu, Fatu, go back and, and watch Fatu that match, more man. Than well, so impressive Fatu, in the ring. Jacob Fatu can be on the power rankings when he definitively earns a right to he be did, on the power he, rankings. He did it. He I'm going to take a page week. out of LaGreca's book. He Jacob Fatu deserved to be number six this week. He, he earned number five. He earned number five. Uh, Finn Balor at four, MJF at three, Chris Jericho at two, Rey Mysterio at one. I don't think there's any argument that Rey Mysterio deserved to be at number one this week. Yeah, Ray Whitten was a big deal. 
not a miracle, too. I mean, I, I think it's a well-deserved win, and, and I'm looking forward to what Rey Mysterio is going to do in the future on Monday Night Raw. Uh, a babyface champion, um, short term. I, I think Ray will be transitional for a better uh, a story with somebody else because I don't I don't I don't think that Ray as a champion I like to see Ray in the chase. We got a nice little payoff. I'd like to see him do something with Dominic, but uh, yes, I d- definitely be- think he deserved to be number one this week. And Chris Jericho again. Uh, seems to find a place on the power rankings each week. I mean, and again, he's defending the title, what he did on AEW Dynamite this past Wednesday. Um, some impressive wins over the last few weeks. Obviously, the pay-per-view match against Cody Rhodes. I mean, Chris Jericho is doing a great job as your AEW champion right now. And if anybody had doubts about him being the AEW champion, I don't think anybody has doubts right now. And again, an entertaining, entertaining segment to start AEW. Dynamite with his celebration on Wednesday as well. No, there's no doubt that Jericho as the AEW champion um, right off the bat and right now was the smart move. A lot of people bitched and complained about it, but that was just because they were bitching and complaining for the sake of it. Um, Hangman Page, if you look at where Page is now um, in the company, he still has, you know, he has to get better. He has to get more over. He has to make a more of a connection with the people. He's in a really great spot, and he's got nowhere to go but up. But if they would have put the championship on Hangman Page instead of Jericho, it would not have worked. Jericho is the right decision. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. It seems like they're going in the direction of Moxley and Jericho based on the way uh, AEW went off the air last week. Do you think Jericho versus Moxley is too WWE-esque right now for AEW? Uh, My answer would be no. It's funny that I thought you were going to ask me another question. Is it too early to go to Jericho and Moxley, because that was part two of the question. Okay, because I I can understand that a little bit more than the the two WWE. Because here's why, I think it's the perfect time in that respect for Moxley and for Jericho. Because what Jericho and Moxley are showing you in AEW is what you probably wish for them to do in the WWE and weren't able to do. So I think this is kind of like an advertisement almost of like, hey, you know what? You know these wrestlers. If you, if you are just a WWE fan, you know Chris Jericho. You know Dean Ambrose. But what you weren't able to get from them in the WWE, this is where you're going to see that, and that's AEW. So for that reason, I think it's the perfect time. Your other part of the question I think is an interesting one. Is it too soon? I was kind of surprised because I thought maybe it might be a little too soon because that's something I would think you would build on and make it even bigger down the road. So uh, I'm kind of torn. I want to see it. I think it's going to be great because obviously with Chris Jericho, I actually love the last reincarnation of Chris Jericho 
in the WWE. I love the feud with Kevin Owens, though I, I said it publicly on this show. I thought Kevin Owens should have held that championship, should never have dropped it, and that should have been your main event at WrestleMania 33, Owens and Jericho. But I'm really looking forward to that matchup here in AEW, though I do think in a lot of ways it may be too soon because it does feel like in a lot of ways AEW is firing their all their bullets a little early. Jericho and Moxley don't have much of a history in AEW, do they? I mean, it would be impossible because AEW is such a young company. Uh, yeah, there, there's not much of a history there. And like you said, yes, they wouldn't because it's very young. Well, the extent Do of their you... history is Moxley attacking Jericho on that first night at Double or Nothing when he debuted, which he later, the rest of the attack well, was, was more, on Omega. Yeah, that was more about Kenny Omega. That's the extent of their history. Than Jericho, but yeah. But I don't think that's I don't think that's enough to build an entire story around if they were to go down that road. Do you like it when pro wrestling companies ignore what wrestlers did in other wrestling companies? Um, no, I don't like that. I wish they would do that more, which they would, you know, again, bring the history of something from outside and bring it inside. It's interesting. Yeah, I would. Yeah. yeah. I hope they do that with Jericho and Moxley. Once again, if that's the road they are going down, because I think the promo work would be phenomenal because Jericho can talk about Moxley's time in WWE and Moxley can talk about Jericho's time there because there is a history where they were both in the same company and Jericho can always tout that he was the first, you know, um, what's the word? Combined champion. Uh, yeah, the, the undisputed uh, champion. The uh, undisputed yeah. champion. And he could always, you know, tell Moxley that he was always the third wheel in the shield and stuff like that. Things that people will you know, be able to sink their teeth into as far as storyline is concerned. So I'm interested to see where it goes promo-wise if we do get Moxley and Jericho, or maybe it's just a giant swerve and we're not getting them yet. And don't forget too, Bully, and this and, and it's easy to forget this because it's something when it comes to pro wrestling that we don't normally see. Don't forget there is rankings when it comes to AEW. Right now, John Moxley is ranked number one in the men's division for AEW. So that could have been John Moxley coming out there and say, "Hey, don't forget about me. I'm ranked number one. Let's go take a look at the rankings. I'm ranked number one." So, again, that's the that's the the nice little um, that's the nice little cherry on top when it comes to AEW. Wins and losses matter, and there's rankings, and John Moxley right now is ranked number one. I do agree. Being ranked number one is uh, a great cherry on top. But if if the story is I'm ranked number one, I deserve a match, then there's really not much of a story. There's got to be something there. It, I mean, that could be the, the, the jumping off point. That could be, hey, I'm ranked number one. I deserve to be here. And Jericho going, come on, man. Do you really deserve to be here? Maybe, maybe they take you behind the curtain and go, and Jericho says, just just forgot just, just don't forget how you got here in the first place buddy i'm the one who pulled all the strings to get you here i love realism like that you know there were there there were uh you know stories out there that chris was very instrumental in getting dean over to aew right mhm 
Couldn't you see a heel like Jericho holding that over Moxley's head? Absolutely. And again, you know, when who did who did Moxley first talk to when he left the WWE and went over to AEW? It was on Chris Jericho's podcast. They can build on that into a story as well. I mean, there's I mean, there's a storyline point right there. I was the first one to have you on my podcast. I got you over. I'm the one that got you to the dance. Without Chris Jericho, there is no John Moxley in AEW. So do yourself a favor, Junior. Get in the back of the line, despite the fact that you've earned your number one spot. And listen, and they can build on that story. Again, what we just saw, like you said, it's just a hint. You know, maybe we don't get that right now, or maybe that's just a reminder that Moxley is number one right now in the men's division. At number five, it's MJF. At number four, Cody Rhodes. At number three, Kenny Omega. At number two, it's Pac. And at number one, it's John Moxley. John Moxley in singles competition has not been beaten yet since he's been with AEW. So uh, it's a very interesting, and again, we always talked about it, about wins and losses matter, and if they're really going to stick to that. As of right now, they've been sticking to that because they're posting these weekly rankings. So it's kind of cool having these rankings. I like it. You know, I have my rankings when it comes to the whole world of pro wrestling. I think it's kind of cool that AEW has their rankings when it comes to their men's division, their women's division, and even their tag team division. Listen, at the very beginning when Cody said wins and losses matter, I said the only way wins and losses matter is if you have rankings, and they have rankings. So I'm completely on board with it, and I think it's a nice little touch that AEW does with their company that no other wrestling company does. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the SiriusXM app. Listen, we we talked a lot about SmackDown going to Fox for weeks and weeks, for months before it actually took place in early October. And I want I want you to give me your grade, and I'll, I'll give you mine as well. If you had to grade SmackDown on Fox, what would your grade be these last two months? B. You would give it a solid B. B. That's about it. I mean. Is it knocking your socks off? No, not not for me. It's not knocking my socks off. Is it boring? No, it's a B. It's to, a B to me means good. I didn't give it a B plus. I didn't give it a B minus. I gave it a B. It's good. And and that's my grade. That's not what not what I'm saying that your grade should be or anybody in the nation's grade should be. Grade it on your own. I just think it's good. See, I would actually go a little bit lower. I would actually give it a C plus, which to me is average. Like, I, I think it's been an average show. I actually think, in my opinion, the show was better before it moved to Fox. Um, I was and and you know, maybe expectations have something to do with my grade as well. I was expecting it to be different. I thought it was going to be more of a sporting competitive feel, which it really hasn't been. And I actually thought it would be an all-around better show. I think the best show that they've had was the one where the roster was stuck in Saudi and the NXT roster had to had to perform on... I think by far, by far, that has been the best show that they have had since they made the move to Fox. I would probably say that that was the best show, and probably the second best show would be the first show that they had 
when they made the move to Fox. And I'll actually even go a step further. We had questions about whether Fox would deliver on their side as far as like promoting and talking about. And I think they've had. I think Fox has done a much better job of promoting SmackDown on Fox than the WWE giving the attention to that show on Friday nights. I have I got to be honest, I think I've been a little underwhelmed by SmackDown on Fox to the point where right now if I had to rate the three big shows, I would put NXT on USA at 1, Raw on USA at 2, and SmackDown on Fox at 3. I could deal with that, and I think Raw and SmackDown can flip-flop on any given week. I think NXT is the definitive number one. If you're a WWE fan, NXT is by far the most exciting product. Yeah, and, and yeah, I'm not going to bust your balls about you know your, your C+. Like I said, it's just good. So here's something out of left field that did not make sense to me, and I don't remember where I saw it. It might have been, been the Cowboy game on Thanksgiving Day. Did you see the shot of Braun Strowman on the sidelines? With the Universal Championship over his shoulder? Yes. he. Um, they, after the Thanksgiving game, the, the after the Lions game, uh, the early game on Thanksgiving, he presented the winner with a uh, WWE Championship title. Oh, okay. So he presented somebody with the championship. Yes. Okay, fine. I thought they had a shot of him watching the game holding the championship. And I'm like, what the hell is this? He's never been a, a WWE champion before, but I get it now. He was presenting the championship. That clears everything up. And that's, what, and that's what I mean, like Fox delivering. Fox even over-delivering. They have done a phenomenal job. And, and listen, maybe we, we complained about it. Maybe a lot of the commentators weren't educated enough. But they definitely have talked a lot about SmackDown on Fox. I see commercials all the time for SmackDown on Fox. And then, hell, Braun Strowman being in that position on Thanksgiving, that game is you know is watched by millions of people. Millions of people watch that game. And they see Braun Strowman, again, like huge guy, muscle guy. Man, that's going to bring a lot of attention to the WWE. And to me... With the exception of the different staging and the laser lights, I mean, as SmackDown an improved product over what we saw when it was on USA, I would say no. And again, I would I would actually say that I thought SmackDown was a better show before it moved to Fox. I thought they would give a lot more attention to that show. I we we actually thought it was going to be their A show. They would put they would fire all their bullets on a Friday night. Doesn't seem to be that way. Brock has now moved over to Raw. Becky Lynch is on Raw. It seems to me that Raw is still that A show over SmackDown on Fox. Do you feel the way you feel about SmackDown because of the actual two-hour show? Or have Raw and SmackDown become a chore to watch because of NXT and AEW? Um, there's some truth to that. You, you, By far, I think NXT is the best WWE product for sure. Um, I, I think, uh, let's look at the landscape as a whole. You know, I kind of lump in their move to Fox with NXT's move to USA. NXT's move to USA is obviously for our eyes as wrestling fan, been a successful one. There has not been a bad NXT show. As a matter of fact, it's been very good to great since NXT has moved to USA. I think it, it's, it, it's been exceptional. Can't say the same thing about SmackDown on Fox. I think the the first show was very good, and I think the NXT roster on SmackDown was great. Other than that, 
I think the shows have been average. So, yes, obviously you're going to go back to Wednesday and say, man, NXT has given us a great show every single week, and SmackDown's average. And now over the last couple weeks, we've seen very good shows on Monday night from Raw. So you have to take that into effect as well. When I'm watching SmackDown, I don't feel like I'm watching an episodic television show sometimes. I feel like I'm watching an infomercial. I don't know if that makes sense to anybody. No, I That's think it makes perfect I sense. Feel. Uh, so but they're catering to an entirely new fan base. They're catering to everybody out there in the United States that has never seen them before. Huge crossover uh, with, obviously, with the NFL. I agree with you. The NFL is bringing a lot to the table for them. But ratings-wise, with the amount of viewers they're doing every week, I, it's not like they're knocking them dead. I'm sure, they, I, I'm sure in Fox's eyes, they're doing good. They got, a, they got a 2.3 this last Friday, which is basically the same yeah, kind of rating that's a, they were getting before. Over, that's an overnight rating. You got to give them the uh, you got to give them the leniency of the plus three number. Okay, that plus three number because uh, a lot of people DVR on Friday nights. So whenever you see that plus three number, that number is the one that uh, is the more fair and honest assessment to me. I don't I don't think um, I don't think relying on that two point three because if if the WWE is getting two point three million viewers on Fox every Friday. I don't look at that as a tremendous victory at all. I don't even know if I could use the word victory to describe it. Now, I don't know the dollars and cents of it, but when you think about how many people live in the United States and how many fans of the WWE there are, you're telling me only 2.3 million people are watching on a Friday night? It's not very, that's not very much people. It is, it is still leading the night in that 18 to 35 demographic, which is a big demographic. Fox is winning Friday night. With SmackDown, with that very important 18 to 35 demographic. Then it's getting the job done. Yeah, and I, and I think that's probably the way it's getting the job done. Here, and, and I know you couldn't do it because of name recognition and name value, but I actually think NXT would be a better fit for Fox than SmackDown would be, and here's why. Where's all this promotion coming from for SmackDown? It's coming from their sport the Fox Sports platform, on NFL, on college games on Saturday. So it's really, they're really trying, Fox is really going after the sports fan when it comes to the WWE. When I look at SmackDown, man, you talk about sports entertainment. That's the definition of sports entertainment. But when you look at NXT on Wednesday nights, I think that would be a lot easier for the sports fan to swallow than SmackDown. That's just my More- opinion. Yeah, it's more competitive yes. wrestling matches. And the, the competitiveness of the wrestling matches is what would give it that more of a sports feel. So I agree with that assessment. But again, when it comes to the name rec- recognition and the name value... Not even, it, not even close. It just doesn't work. And, and I'm very there's a, surprised. There's a, re- there's a reason why that the WWE is tweeting that Roman Reigns is, is you know kicking off SmackDown. Roman Reigns is the heaviest hitter that they have there, him along with Becky Lynch. So when it comes to name value, yeah, Roman is the guy. You're going to tune in to see, you know, people are going to tune in for star power over a great match. Yeah. And but it, they'll be more interested in a great match 
than the star power. The thing is, Roman can give you a great match with just about anybody he works with. Roman has quietly been getting the job done very, very well since he's come back from his battle with leukemia. I agree, and and he's a perfect fit for that show, but I'm very surprised that they decided to go with Bray Wyatt the Fiend on SmackDown and move Brock Lesnar's championship over to Raw because to me, Brock Lesnar would be a much better fit to that sports fan that have that knowledge of who he is on that show as opposed to the entertainment value of Bray Wyatt and The Fiend. Working Friday nights might not have been convenient for Brock's schedule. You got to factor that into it. I don't know that for a fact. I'm just throwing that out there. Maybe you're... I'm sure, I'm sure Brock is... Brock throughout his career... Monday nights is a work night for Brock. So I fly out on Sunday. I work on Monday. And as soon as the show is over on Monday, I'm back home with my family. Friday nights is now a completely different story. Now you're interrupting family time on Thursday with Brock's family. All of Friday, cutting into his family time on on Saturday. Now I know what people in the nation are saying right now. Well, what makes Brock Lesnar so special? Because he's Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Uh, End of story. And you don't know that to be a fact, but it sounds like a good reason. One person we know who is a part of SmackDown on Fridays and is very popular is Daniel Bryan. And Joe in Pittsburgh wants to talk about Daniel Bryan. What do you got, Joe? Well, guys, um, first of all, with Bray Wyatt's belt, um, I spend whatever I want when I I want. Uh, I support my family wholeheartedly. I have a great career in a couple of businesses. My wife would probably look at me like I was off the wall. And I can assure you, though, for a majority of the basement-dwelling fans out there, they would probably want to take that seven grand and upgrade the blow-up doll instead. Easy. I can tell you straight yowie, up. Yowie, A lot of fans are going to hey, yowie, wowie, because that belt is going to have to come with lady parts for a lot of those fans. Uh, after they buy that, their wives are not going to give them anything. So... You know, at the end of the day, I think it's a cool belt, but I probably still wouldn't buy it. Um, when it comes to Daniel Bryan, uh, I, you know, I, I love Daniel Bryan as a heel and as a good guy. Um, you know, him him in the Yes movement seems to be very organic. However, how they got there the, this time around uh, really just seemed very abrupt. And maybe it was because of the brand split and the move to Fox. Uh, but that storyline seemed to kind of come to an abrupt ending, and really, it really didn't have a payoff to it. Uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. No, uh, Joe, and and very good call when it comes to Daniel Bryan. It does feel kind of rushed. I guess in the world of the WWE bully, we kind of got used to storylines really not seeing that ultimate climax and moving on. Hell, it wasn't that long ago we were booing Daniel Bryan against Kofi Kingston at WrestleMania. And then you had the story with Roman Reigns, and it felt like, hey, we're getting a little bit of a turn for Daniel Bryan. But there wasn't that quote-unquote defining moment. It just felt like it was the right thing to do to change Daniel Bryan. And probably, this is the biggest thing, probably Daniel Bryan is the one guy you can put into the ring with the Fiend Bray Wyatt, where the Fiend Bray Wyatt isn't getting cheered over whoever he's in the ring with. Disaster when it was Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins was getting booed, and the Fiend Bray Wyatt was getting cheered. It's a different story with Daniel Bryan, and I think Daniel Bryan is one of the few wrestlers you can do that with. 
Yeah, because The Fiend might be able to get some heat on Daniel Bryan, and people are behind Daniel Bryan. Remember, at WrestleMania 30, this guy had some of the biggest emotional attachment to him as anybody in the WWE has ever had. It was the WWE universe and that yes movement that got Daniel Bryan over the top. The WWE universe, the Daniel Bryan fan base, forced the hand of creative. So people do have that, that attachment to Daniel. And if we can see the, the Fiend do some heinous stuff to him, it'll definitely work. And I'm on board with it. He's, he could be the right baby face for the Fiend. Yeah. Or, yeah. As bet- or, or, or the best shot that they have for him. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and... Producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.